You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Chuck, do you think this is a game? Do you think this is a game? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Secret word of the game? Secret word of the day. The day. <laughs> is that what I said? Game. This is no game, Chuck. This is no game. This is real life. Secret word of the day game. <laughs> Secret word of the game. Secret word of the day game. Secret word, day of the word. Secret word. Of the day. You? Secret word of the day game. So it's sometimes my brain, shockingly, I, actually, it's my mouth is faster than my brain. And that that should come to no shock to you. I had two people this weekend say to me, <laughs> and I chuckled both times. Well, what what happened on Thursday and Friday? <laughs> Thursday was Thursday was just a bad day. They're like you you guys were a little off. Thursday we were completely off. Friday I thought we were pretty good. You guys were a little off. Thursday was. Com- I laughed because I was like, you could separate Thursday and Friday from all the rest of them. <laughs> You know, I, I I keep running into people that say to me, man, just don't don't let those guys give you a hard time. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take it. <laughs> I love those people. <laughs> Including the guy at the gas station yesterday. I was, me and the boys were filling the lucky lady's car up with gas, which was, man, that was, that was, uh, that was comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that Jeff. I love that Jeff, that Chuck gets those. Don't let those boys, you know, be hard on you. Don't let those boys. Here was a question I got this weekend, Friday night. Somebody said to me, "So what's Hines' story? <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you have? How much time do you have? I, I'm sh- I'm sure you get those questions. I'm sure I'm sure you get those questions, including Caden. I ran into Caden. He says, "Good morning, fellas. I met." Uh, I met Caden in the parking lot of, at a local restaurant nice. uh, on Saturday uh, after our little uh, to-do on uh, Optimum Game Day Live. The lucky lady wanted to have breakfast, so we went and got a little breakfast together, which we hadn't done that in quite some time. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. That's great. Yeah. I was wondering what you did after the show. I figured you'd work. I figured you I didn't. I didn't bother to text you. or Jeff and I, I mean, we had a group chat going. Did you? Yeah. What was going on? What? I wonder what where Chuck is met, right now. I, I, met, wonder, I wonder if he got, got enough nourishment this I, morning I ta- before the game. I talked to I talked to Caden. No, I I talked to I talked to Caden. I've got, got Caden, you know, met Caden, his daughter. They've been to a soccer match, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this, I'm horrible at figuring out this math problem. Who... Has to theater, theoretic, what has to theoretically happen to win the conference? Oh, my God. I haven't even thought about that. All right, give me a few more minutes. <laughs> you were really good at this last time, Jeff. Yeah. You were really good. Um, let's see. Nearly as much fun as watching Texas Tech success as watching all of the finger-pointing and angst downstate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, washed up guy says this. Maybe the head coach is so tired of answering asinine questions from the media about the quarterback situation is using the all three line to deflect those asinine questions let me let me just tell you as a guy that has been in almost every post-game press conference and almost not all the monday ones uh, but a lot of the the ones the week after and who's asked some of these questions i would tell you that coach mcguire's level of asinine is nowhere near what Coach Wells or Coach Kingsbury or Coach Tuberville experience. We're not even we're not even close to the level of asinine yet in terms of, you know, who's going to start at quarterback. So I, I think we've been, I think we've been overly uh, educated with our questioning about the quarterback situation. So there hasn't been any asinine yet on that. In my <laughs> humble opinion, again, as someone who has asked questions like. <clears throat> You is, know, is there a strategy? Is there a strategy? <laughs> well, because he used two kickers, okay? You know, is there a strategy there? Or, you know, are you going to call the plays? You know, or would you ever give up calling the plays? Or Those weren't, those weren't, 
dumb questions. I didn't think so, but they were one-word answers, yes and no. If you had asked him <laughs> if there was a strategy to yeah. call in the plays. I think I that, asked Coach Wells a question once, and he wanted to know if there was a question there. He liked questions, not statements, okay, which is mm, fair. Yeah, which he, is fair. He Coach did, Wells and I came from the same school. There. Yeah, he, 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 again, he appreciated a good question. Um he didn't always get good questions. But nobody no. appreciated a good question like more Beard. than Chris Beard. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. And nobody respected the question more. Nobody. <laughs> or the opponent's head coach. <laughs> right, right. Because we faced, like, everybody was a Hall of Fame. Do you think down in Austin, he when we when they play mm-hmm. tech, he calls Mark Adams a future Hall of Fame coach? Mm. Do you think he does that? I don't think so. No? No, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't, I he don't. probably calls us a Hall of Fame fan base, though, right? Oh, yeah, probably yeah. so. Yeah. Hall of Fame. He's got a Hall of Fame fan base up there. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would ruffle some feathers. <laughs> I think he just needs to worry about winning ball games, you know. Um, but, you know, I guess, <clears throat> anyway, so, hey, let me ask you this. Because we talked about this on the post game yesterday, on Saturday, um, Garrett Luft and I. Was there a turning point? A turning point play in the game for you on Saturday where you went, okay, boom. I thought the game could still be in jeopardy up until you made the pick right before halftime. Okay. Because if, if they had made it 17 to 10 right before half mm-hmm. and they got the ball to start the second half, it's, mm-hmm. it's a game. Mm-hmm. Man, it's a game. Okay. I thought that was I thought that was a huge play. Okay. And, and, and I thought just from psyche and everything – uh, because of, of what had happened the two previous games, I thought the 46-yard field goal by Trey Wolf to make it 17-0 was a big was a big play in the game. Because you had missed those field goals previously against K-State and Oklahoma State from about that distance. So it didn't allow them to gain any momentum right. from missing that. Right, or, right. But yeah, that's okay. Okay, I, I can I can buy into that that being that being big. Okay, I, I asked that specific question of uh, of Coach McGuire after the game. He didn't exactly answer the question, but he, here's what he said about was that a turning point in the game? <laughs> Sorry, I was doing math trying to figure out this thing. Here we go. Give me Coach, a turning Coach, point in the game. Hang on, let me get to the right page here. Here we go, uh, Coach McGuire, turning point in the game. That's uh, it's on me. I'm sorry. Turning point in the game. Here we go. Yeah, you know, I, I was really, um, you know, that was the bye week, and then like uh, we haven't practiced in the stadium at all this year, other than you know like fall camp uh, scrimmages. And Wednesday, we our last break going into our last three periods, we came down and did them in the stadium, and we did that because we wanted to end practice with the missed kicks, and so we literally had, you know, the four balls set up again on what we missed, and. Uh, you know, there's whistles going off. Um, I'm standing in their second step, so they have to retrace their steps. I mean, I'm blowing whistle, calling timeout. Geno's kicking. I mean, anything we could do to create chaos. And, um, you know, you could see those guys. I mean, they, they had a lot of confidence in, in practicing that way because, you know, Wolf would be the first one to tell you, I mean, his three misses, he has not hit the ball well. It's not really that he's been short, and it's not that he's just pushed a lot. It's just they haven't come off his foot. And um, I think, you know, just not worrying about being perfect and striking the ball, doing everything you're supposed to do and just striking the ball, um, had a lot of confidence. So, anyway, that's what I thought. My, my opinion was is that, that was that was a big confidence builder for that whole team because they had emphasized that. And he had told us on Monday that they were going to do that that they were going to go into the stadium. And then after the game, he said that they actually had done that and set that up and, and Wolf kicked that field goal. And I don't know, for me, it's like, okay, that, that kind of that made it a three position possession game. But certainly I would, uh, would certainly agree with you. And I think coach McGuire would probably agree with you more, Jamie, on the, on the interception uh, there right before halftime because of what you said and because of what he said about how he had screwed up and that rabbit bailed him out. He he said rabbit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just call him Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Which is difficult. It's D- a lot of names to remember. DTD. Maybe we should just call him TD. <clears throat> Taylor Demerson. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive back. So I know. Probably, I know. Yeah. TD preventer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think I can buy into it, it being a big 
that it was it was big to hit the field goal. But yeah, yeah I, I thought that pick was really big in the game. Uh, Raiders dad says this. Sometimes Chuck reminds me of my five-year-old. He'll be in the middle of a statement that he hits you with, hey, dad, before he's finished. In this case, it's, hey, Jamie. Surprise. I've never known anyone to interrupt himself more than Chuck. <laughs> uh, this, uh, just the two of us, we can make it if we try. Those lyrics work for you, too. Just the two, two of us. <laughs> you, too, too. <clears throat> you know, it's uh, sometimes hard being me, Jamie. <laughs> Hey, listen to Caden. Don't let us be mean to you. <laughs> Whatever. So I'll, don't we? Caden didn't say that. It was, oh. it was another guy. Oh, it was a different guy. <laughs> a different okay. guy. Yeah. Listen to him. <laughs> Fight back. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big Twelve football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 24th day of October, 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. Yes. Uh, 1939, Joe DiMaggio wins the AL MVP. Jimmy Fox is a runner-up. 1963, Sandy Koufax is a unanimous winner of the Cy Young Award. 1968, 16-year-old American swimmer Debbie Myers wins the inaugural women's 800-meter gold medal mm. in 9 minutes, 24 seconds at the Mexico City Olympics. She's the first swimmer to win three individual gold medals at a single games. She also had won the 200 and the 400 meters. <coughs> 1974, Billy Martin named AL <laughs> Manager of the Year by the Texas with the Texas Rangers. Fun. He replaced uh, Ted Ted Williams as the manager. Five years later, Billy Martin punches a marshmallow salesman and puts his job in jeopardy. Uh, Chuck's, he, Chuck's favorite. Excuse me, Chuck's favorite sports day ever. <laughs> Not necessarily, but it's funny, and he would lose his job over that too. 1989. After a week's delay due to the earthquake, the World Series Game Three is played. Mm. 2004, 10 people, including NASCAR driver Ricky Hendrick and four family members, are killed in a plane crash near Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. The plane owned by NASCAR team Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick's Motorsports. 2021, Tom Brady becomes the first quarterback in NFL history to record 600 touchdown passes when he hits Mike Evans in the first quarter of the Buccaneers' 38-3 route of the Chicago Bears in Tampa Bay. He sure could use some of that last weekend, this weekend, huh? Yeah, not he, a good. Bit. He thinks he's almost done. You see, you say that now, and now they're going to go and defeat him in the Super Bowl. Thanks, Chuck. That's mm -hmm. what happens when you criticize him in that way. When he's done, he wins the Super Bowl. And I'm not just that's just just you. That's all of us. We've all said he's done. Then he goes and wins the Super Bowl. It's National Bologna Day, so if, you know, right up the alley for this show. If I never eat another piece of bologna, it'll be too soon. I haven't had bologna in a long, long, long time, but I sure do like it. Happy birthday to Ryan Reynolds, who's 46. Pele, 82. Uh, Amelia Clark is 36. Weird Al, 63. Al Leiter, 57. Bill O'Brien, 54. Scott Drew, 62. And Doug Flutie is 60 today. And on this day in 1901, something you could not pay me enough to try... A 63-year-old school teacher named Annie Edison Taylor becomes the very first person to successfully take the plunge off of Niagara Falls mm. in a barrel and survive. <laughs> and that is this day in sports history. I wonder why they could do that in 1901, but can't do that in 2022. Fairly certain you just get arrested now, so there's a little bit of a difference. That's probably a good answer. I mean, when you think with all the technology that we have today that we could design a barrel that somebody could get into and get pushed off the side of Niagara Falls and survive. Maybe people are smarter now. <laughs> well, maybe people are just tougher in 1901. Oh, I don't think there's any question of that. Yeah.
I mean, when was the last time somebody attempted it? I don't know. Again, maybe we just got smarter. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah. And I don't know how many failures there were to go with that one successful mm-hmm. attempt. All right. Uh, time for the secret word of the day, because if you're tired of the um, national contest where, you know, you've got to compete against 11 million people or 250 million or how many ever million, you just got to compete against city of Lubbock in this one. And the, the the outlying area of the Double T ninety seven three wide listening audience, you uh, go to double t ninety seven three dot com, enter this word, and you could win ten thousand dollars from Double T ninety seven three and the Home Zone, where they make your house a home every single day. But Sunday, they rest on that day. Six forty five on this twenty fourth day of October. Orioles, Orioles, O R I O L E S, Orioles. It's been some time since the Orioles have been competitive. They were this year but not competitive enough to get into the playoffs. But they didn't miss by much. Nope. Nope. Orioles is uh, the secret word at 645. Okay. <clears throat> 650 this morning here on the morning drive. All right. Mathematician McGuire, you have figured out how to get the Red Raiders a Big 12 Conference Championship, right? Well, getting into the championship game. Getting into the game. Which gives them a chance to win the championship. Then Mm -hmm. they have to win the Big 12 Championship game. But TCU wins out except Tech, leaving them at 8-1 and on the year. Mm -hmm. Tech wins out, finishing at 7-2 on the year in Big 12 play. Okay. Kansas State needs to lose to both Oklahoma State and UT the next two weeks. That will have them finish at six and three. Oklahoma State and UT. Yes, that could happen. That can happen, but their schedule gets significantly easier afterwards. That mm-hmm. we are really pulling for the Longhorns and Cowboys the next two weeks if we want Tech to get in the Big Twelve Championship game. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and that's it. That well, you've only got two conference losses: mm-hmm. Oklahoma State and uh, K State. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State already has one loss. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they have two losses now. Um, oh, Oklahoma State needs to do something. Mm. No, Oklahoma one State has just one. Oklahoma State needs to do something. They need to get two more losses. I got to figure that out. This might be a whole lot harder. <laughs> Give me a minute. Forgot about the Cowboys. Uh, okay. I'm sure there, there's. It's possible. Let's uh, get up uh, here on the Yates Learning Center chat line. Now, PJ says this. We probably got smarter, Jamie, but we are definitely not tougher. Soft, soft folks in this day of age. No, yeah. no, I think Chuck's point about the, that they were tougher back then is 100% yeah. right. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. wants to know, how's the weather, Chuck? Uh, the weather's, well, it's raining. I, I, I feel like I can take partial credit for that because I, I woke up at about 3 o'clock this morning and realized that I had uh, had water running uh, outside on, on my uh, little bit of my grass. <clears throat> So that part of the grass got really well watered yesterday. It's good. Okay. Uh, this, with regard to the field goal on Saturday, that's this This guy's correct. Again, not always accurate, not always fair. Just try to be entertaining. It made it 17-3 to and got the field goal back that West Virginia had just kicked, right? Not 17 nothing. That's mm-hmm. correct. But was still crucial in maintaining momentum because it was still now a two-score lead, two touchdowns at least. And also, they were going to get the ball back after halftime, which, as Jamie pointed out at that time, uh, added to the interceptions importance by Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Another guy that we had talked about on the pregame uh, who lived up to our pregame talk-up about him. Uh, both he and Malik Dunlap uh, played, I thought, pretty well on the secondary for Texas Tech on Saturday. Malik had a had a breakup, and, and then <clears throat> Taylor Demerson had uh, that big interception right there before um, the... Uh, the halftime. So there you go. Um, one little tidbit in case you're uh, looking for something to uh, to brag about uh, about uh, Patrick Mahomes as if, as if he needs anything. Chiefs won yesterday over the San Francisco 49ers. And how about this stat for Patrick Mahomes, who will have his name go up on uh, the west side of the stadium on Saturday, and um, they'll unveil it. It'll go up sometime during the week this week, and he'll be here scheduled to to be here uh, for halftime. No no reason to think that he's not. But Mahomes gets his 56th career win yesterday, Jamie, in his 70th start. That ties him for most wins 
in the first 70 starts since 1950 with his 56th career win. He's tied with Ken Stabler. <clears throat> now, of all the of all the quarterbacks that I would have that I would have picked out to be a candidate to that he would have tied, uh, Ken Stabler. I, I would have had to have really thought about it before I got to Ken Stabler. I probably would have been more recent history moment guy like Tom Brady or somebody like that. But I mean, I, the the Oakland Raiders under Ken Stabler, and he basically took over for George Blanda and Daryl LaMonica. Ken Stabler who was left-handed from Alabama, was really, 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 really good. And those Oakland Raider teams were really, really good under under his quarterbacking. He was a different kind of quarterback than Mahomes, but he could throw the ball, and he certainly was gritty and could, could lead them to wins. But And had a cool was, nickname. Yeah, the snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. So there's your little talking point uh, for uh, the water cooler. If you've got some uh, Mahomes folks that you want to, share that with today you certainly can if you weren't watching the game yesterday all right just before seven we'll talk more tech football next got to get to the cowboys as well they had a victory yesterday it's more defensive uh uh more of a defensive win than an offensive win because it was certainly way closer a game than the score indicated but the defense did a tremendous job yesterday for the dallas cowboys your morning dose of coffee and sports this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning. Thanks for all your uh, thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT97.3.com to continue to contribute. It's presented by Happy State Bank. The uh, Double T 97.3 mobile app is. All right, you can call us as well on the... Benchmark Hotline, 806-771-0973. We'll have Monday Night Football uh, on the air for you tonight. It's uh, the Patriots and the Chicago Bears uh, tonight to close out week number seven. Uh, This game tonight will come to us from Boston. Uh, New England is uh, their official name, which is really weird. There's no, I mean, it's just, you know, New England, you know. And we'll have uh, Game 5 of the ALCS today, too. Oh, no, no, we won't. Sorry. We won't. <laughs> Sorry about you. <laughs> Completely wrong use of sorry about you. <laughs> oh, sorry about you. Congrats to the Astros. <laughs> oh, man, they dominated. They were by far the better team. So uh, it's going to be a good World Series with them and the, the Phillies because cool. the Phillies are – on a roll too, but I just think the Astros pitching staff is just too dominant. Is too dominant, and then their offense is is really good too. Stout, so it's stout. Good stout. word. Stout. Good word. Stout. Yeah. But I mean, the Phillies are magical. I mean, they've got they've got it right now. Does it suck oh. though that we have to wait until Friday? Is it Friday or Saturday? Friday. I think it's Friday. Friday. Friday's what I've seen. It does. It does. I mean, yeah. I get that they scheduled it in case yeah. those went seven, but, but we didn't. Yeah, I know. Let, let, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's go here, huh? They, the way they scheduled it was really weird the, in the American League where they had mm-hmm. the one travel day and then they were supposed to play five straight days, even though there was travel in between. That that yeah. that was odd. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that they both finished so quickly. So now it's, I guess it's good for those teams to get everybody rested and ready to go and all that good stuff, but... Yeah, it should be a good series. I, you know, you say the Phillies are magical, but you know, I, I think real life being really good is better than being magical. Okay. Yeah, I think the Astros are are better. No, I. Yeah. If so, will you pick the Astros to win the World Series? Yeah, I'll give. Um, I'll. T- I'll I said it on the chat line earlier. I'll stick with it. I'll go Stros and six. Stros and six. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only the only thing is, the only thing going for the Phillies is. And I want to see him win one, but he's so far proven that he can't. Is Dusty Baker? I mean, just like what's the? And I realize he doesn't play. Okay, I realize he doesn't play anymore. But this will be. Uh, is this his third trip? Because he went with the Giants, he went with the Astros, and now he's back with the Astros again. Didn't go with the Cubs. <clears throat> I don't think you with, can say he's proven that he can't win. Yeah, I don't think you can say that. <clears throat> okay. I mean, you you can just say he hasn't yet. He hasn't yet. He hasn't yet. Well, if if it was proven for... that he can't, then we would say this. Why the series is over? Phillies win. Why are we Why are we playing? Right. right. It's not. He's not proven that he can't. He's just 
probably some giant fans out there going, well, uh, you couldn't win with us. You know? <laughs> or he didn't win with us. You proven changes. You can't use right. that word there, right? I guess so. I guess so, so far he has not proved to be a World Series champion as a manager. That's so fair. Far. Yes. So far. Yes. So far. Mm-hmm. So now we've got Chuck disparaging flyovers. Mm-hmm. No, I did not disparage flyovers. I love the fraught flyover. <laughs> I, I love the flyovers. Just sometimes they're we have slower Chuck than others. Chuck disparaging his wife who didn't post on I her did, page, no, but no, on his did. page. He didn't disparage her. He was just his feelings were hurt. Okay. No, okay. She, did. she did. I think she did post post on on her page. I just Pond can you further. imagine being the lucky lady, and like the flyover goes by <laughs> Jeff and Chuck be like, man, that one wasn't that good. <laughs> Yeah. You know what she would just yeah. say? As far as flyers she go, just, man. She would yeah. just say, NGE, never good enough. That's that's what she yeah. She's probably muttering that to herself. NGE. NGE. <laughs> I just want to know enough. when that was, when you said, man, that one wasn't very good. I think it was uh, the, not the, I think it was the, the time, but I think it was game two of the season. That one was just like, eh, that was all right. And what was wrong with it? I was just, it was just, it was, I like the Jets. I like the Jets or the big honking plane. What about the just, Sharks? The Okay, I like the ones that leave a shadow over, and you're like, man, if that thing drops here, man, we are all dead, you know. Um, Chuck, anything that flies over your head would give a shadow, including the cloud. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the big ones, like the the big B-52 or the B-51 bombers, or the. I like the stealth plane too. I think that's always, I think that's always very cool. Man, I was in a store yesterday afternoon, and yes. I felt like there was planes about to land on top of the store. Yes. I mean, I don't know what was going on. We were at the gas station. We were right there at your store, me and the boys. We, I heard that, and are you like, following what? me? How do you know where I was? Well, you just said you were at the store. I, I <laughs> you were at the store. We could have given you a ride home. You probably walked, right? Did you walk to the store yesterday? No. Okay. No. But I mean, you said you were at the store. I know which store you go to. I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. Well, because you've shared that before. Well, it wasn't near my house. Okay. <coughs> anyway. Well, I heard it too. Stalker. <laughs> yeah, it was really loud. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I could be wrong, but slower flyovers are better than really fast when it gives everyone a chance to actually see and appreciate instead mm-hmm. of a flash and a roar. And what was that? I don't know. I, I let's see. I don't know. I, I just, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Let's see. Man, Chuck disparaging my bird. Wasn't it F-16s? No, no, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disparage your bird. <laughs> Raider's dead. Man, he's kind of on my, I think they were at I only saw them very, very briefly because I, I had to cool. turn my head and find them. Okay. I, I love the flyover. I think it's cool. All right. So this is awesome off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, the guy says if, if it was around noonish, which it was, it was those same four jets taking mm. off to go home. Got to watch them right across from the airport. Okay. That's awesome. Very that's cool. Best, best about that's what time awesome. it was. It was, it, yeah. was, it was a little before noon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the, the Cowboy game was on because I'd taken the... I was listening to it on Double T ninety seven three. Yeah, the dulcet tones of Brad Shin. Yeah, right, we piddled cool. away. We piddled away. It sounded like away, they were l- landing on the store. It did. It did. Right. Wow. Yeah. They were just saying goodbye in the good old fashioned West. Texas I'm just going to tell you, I was heading for the um, uh, the camping and hunting section of the store that I was in because I was like, "This is Red Dawn three. Okay, okay. I'm I'm going to be prepared. St- Start filling up the shopping cart, Mrs. Lent. Let's go. Do you have canned water in your basement? Canned water? Yeah, for like for when the when that day comes. Is there such a thing as yes, canned there water? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is actually such a thing. Why as would I water. not just keep it in a water bottle? I, I don't know. I just I just wondered if you if you have if you're a preparer. Are you one of those people that has like seventeen days of food stocked up in your basement? No, no. Rope and not in my basement. Matches and all those kinds of things. There's usually multiple cases of water in the okay. garage. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Might want to get canned that water. <laughs> canned water, right? <laughs> can. Well, because it, you know, so that when we have the atomic bomb lands on us, then you've got you know you, it's protected inside okay. the, inside the seal. 
Jail, honest answer. You see Chuck at the grocery store and he has not spotted you. Are you, are you going the other way to avoid him or are you saying hi knowing it's just not going to be a simple hello? He He's completely <laughs> avoiding me. I can tell you that. <laughs> what makes you think it's never happened before? <laughs> I probably, truth be told, it would be somewhere in the middle of that. I would keep my distance enough, but I would get his attention. I'd be like, Heinz, or hey, Chuck, or whatever, and then, and then keep walking. Keep walking, yeah. <laughs> That's probably what I would do. I mean, I would get his attention and yeah. then just move on. I believe that. Yeah, that's what I would do. I completely believe yeah. that. And it wouldn't be that I was avoiding you. It was. It would be that I was avoiding the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Bullfighter is probably a good thought. Not a good thought, but I mean, it's probably accurate. If an atomic bomb drops on our head, I don't think you have to worry about the seal on the can of water. <laughs> you think? Uh, can keeps the light out and lasts a long, very long time. Thank you. Who needs canned water when you have canned Mountain Dew, Chuck? I, I don't know. And actually, truth be told, I bet the Mountain Dew would would last, outlast the atomic bomb. Mm. I think that's the one thing that may survive. <laughs> Somebody says this. How about the F-15, F-18 Super Hornet doing the Cobra move over the field? I guess I did not see that. That would have been fantastic if we had seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that in person. Mm. 725. Jamie's got a question of the day next. We'll... Uh, We'll get to some football talk as well here this morning. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. What's your question of me and Jeff? And the audience. And the fine listening audience. All right, I'm going Red Raider quarterback question. Okay. <laughs> and so my question is... Mm-hmm. A, do you think Baron Morton starts on Saturday against Baylor? And B, do you think we will just see one starter the rest of the year? A, yes. I think Baron Morton will trot out there as the QB1. And B, yes, unless he gets injured or, or has. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't do the okay. unless. Yeah. A, yes, B, no. I don't. Okay. A, yes, B, no. You're just kind of going off of uh, the history of yeah. what we've been through at the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or uh, performance, he may, he may just fall flat on his face and they may go, well, we need to make a change. Okay. Jeff? I don't He's know. thinking really hard <laughs> over there. Because still figuring out the conference championship. Thing. No, I'm, we need a lot of help. <laughs> Went out. We need some help. There, there's to, your answer. Still trying to figure out what is a bad flyover. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. there's no such thing. Um, helicopters make a good flyover. Um, <clears throat> stick with Shuck until proven otherwise. I'm, I'm going to go Shuck, but no, I don't think. What? I'm, I'm still going with Shuck as who I think is who your better quarterback is. You think Since he's the beginning start of the season, Saturday? I still thought I'm sticking with that answer. You think he's going to start on Saturday? I think he's going to start Saturday, and no, I don't think we'll see. And, and yes, I think we'll see more than one starting quarterback between the, here and the rest of the season. I have to laugh at myself a little bit because going into the weekend, I thought Shuck had a great chance to be the starter on Saturday against Baylor and felt like <clears throat> it would take Barron looking really, really good again to get that done where he's going to be given the start against Baylor. And as I think back, I mean, we all knew that West Virginia's pass defense wasn't good. And if there was one game where your quarterback probably was going to be able to shine, it would probably be, as far as Big 12 play, it would probably be this one. I don't know, Kansas's defense, you know, leaves a little bit of desire there mm -hmm. too. But West Virginia is just playing so many young guys on the back end and they haven't been able to be a big factor of putting pressure on the quarterback this year. So it did feel like that was going to be the game that you would see a quarterback really shine. So 
I'm changing what I were where I was last week, and I feel like Baron Morton is going to start against Baylor on Saturday. And I'm going to say sooner or later we're going to catch some breaks when it comes to injuries at the quarterback oh, position, okay. and things are going to level out. So I think it's Baron Morton for the rest of the year as the starter. Okay. All right. Um, I'd be shocked if Tyler Shuck was the starting quarterback against Baylor. From everything we've heard, and we had... Yeah, they, uh, it's it, again. Did we have the to confusion of maybe that Coach what, McGuire? And maybe that's the way he's, he's talked about the quarterbacks keeps me from saying shocked. <laughs> okay, but I would be with you. I, I maybe would I would tone shocked down a little bit, and mm-hmm. that would be a a surprise to me. But I, it's just, I, it's just, it, you know, there's that whole thing about, and we touched on this a little bit. Last hour, Chuck, that, that whole thing about you're not supposed to lose your p- position for injury, mm-hmm. okay, right? That's like this unwritten rule in sports that I don't know that anybody even follow, follows. But it's it, it's not like we have this long history with Tyler Shuck where he's, yeah. you know, he's our guy and he deserves his spot back. I mean, he played less than a half this year. Right. He played four games last year and <clears throat> and then he was out. And then we were told at some point, oh, he's going to be back next week or two mm-hmm. weeks from now. And then the next thing we heard was... Hey, he's shutting it down. He's shutting it down for the year. Well, yeah. well, I, I, you you can speculate on that, whether he shut it down because he wasn't healthy or he shut it down because I want to save my eligibility for next year. But he's got another year, too. Okay. Well, all, all I'm saying is he didn't grab the job and say, this is my job. I'm the starter. I'm running sure. with it. He said... I'm tapping out. Adios, muchacho. I'm tapping out for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I feel like the program does not owe him, oh, this is your job, you get it back. Yeah, I don't think he's owed that. I agree with you. Baron Morton has played well two weeks in a row. And probably, you know, again, this may have been a weak defense but that West Virginia had, but Oklahoma State's I don't think we would say is weak. Yeah. Okay? So I, I, I feel like he's – he's earned the right to start again next week against Baylor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and and even though I know that you're saying, hey, well, we we knew that West Virginia's pass defense is the, you know, the worst that we'll face, blah, blah, blah. I mean, still, we're not <clears> – <throat> we haven't exactly lit it up over the last few years, even though we kind of have. I mean, to, to see the beatdown that we saw on Saturday, that's that's – that's not something, unfortunately, that we've been accustomed to over the last few years when it comes to a Red Raider football team in Big 12 play. No. Not named Kansas. Again, yeah, and, being and, plus three in the turnover margin or whatever plus, is, yeah. is huge. Yeah. yeah. And, we had three, what, three interceptions and a fumble recovery. Yeah. So plus the four. four. Yeah. And that's part of what makes my struggle to figure think who's going to be starting quarterback because I'm also trying to put my head in Joe, Joe McGuire's thoughts mm-hmm. and that – he is. Did you just call him Joe? I said Joey. Oh, I, you, I meant if I did, I really meant Joey. Enjoy McGuire's thoughts. They're tight now. The Jay McGuire's have united. <laughs> and also adding they in the concept to each other. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. We're not going to talk. We promise. Trying to put my head in where his is at with regards to. This is the second time Chuck was named the preseason starting quarterback. After it was named, heads and shoulders above everybody. If he's healthy, he's going to be ready to go. These are all the things we keep hearing. I also seeing what Morton has done the last two weeks. That's why I'm struck. Why I had to think so much and what's going to happen this week. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a lockdown decision. We're going to probably find out when he trots out there on Saturday. I don't think they're going to name a starter until then. I think we're having another one of those weeks. Well, he, he said, you know, Saturday, you know, we'll have all three and all three will, will play. And then he said we'll probably uh, begin things with Morton, but then said also that we'll, we'll determine who gives us the best chance to win on Saturday. Well, I I mean, I get that, but I mean, it just, just seems like that Baron Morton gives you the best chance to win on Saturday right now. I... 
Here, let me throw one other thing at you. I thought his arm strength on Saturday really showed out because that it was windy and he threw into the wind at times across the field. And I'm not sure anybody else on that uh, in that quarterback room can make some of those throws that he made on Saturday in that wind. It was windy. <clears throat> I don't know how far down on the field how much that affected the passing game. Because uh, you know when you're down there sure. in the, no, in the, in the hole, if it affects it that much, um, I just I, I don't know because we haven't seen that much of Tyler Shuck this year. If he gives them the best chance, I, I get what Jeff's saying though. I mean, if Coach Kitley said he's head and shoulders above and better than the other mm-hmm. two, it was an easy decision for us. After this decision was made, that that he was the guy. It was an easy decision. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a conversation. Then that makes me think. I don't know. Maybe he is does give us the best chance. We just haven't seen that much of it. And right now, I'm just. I guess I feel like Barron's given us a great chance right now. Don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. Gunslinger. Right. Uh, somebody says this. Morton is starting the rest of the year. There is no discussion. Okay. <clears throat> I wish it was that simple. Mm-hmm. I really. I, I don't think it's that simple. I really want Jeff to call Coach McGuire Joe the rest of the year. <laughs> <clears throat> I wonder if he said, like, today, he said, Joe, and there's Coach McGuire, hey, it's Joey or Coach McGuire? It's not Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because a lot of adults probably don't go by Joey, right? They go yeah. by Joe. Yeah. <clears throat> But he goes by Joey. I mean, yeah. I'm a fan of it. <clears throat> Somebody else says this: Tyler starts and Tech wins out. Wow. So if all three quarterbacks are going to be utilized on Saturday, uh, we're going to be utilized on Saturday. Why didn't he put anyone else in when we were so far ahead? He, uh, he Donovan did. Smith, Donovan Smith did come in. Yeah. He threw one touchdown pass too uh, in the ball game. That will be important later. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Joey has taken good job and. Thanks again for beating Texas. <laughs> Way to go, Joe. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. We'll review upon further review at 8.30. We'll review our statements of old proclamation on from Friday at 8.45. I know of one person that got one thing right, so we're not going to get skunked on our bold statements. Um... I think I can go ahead and say this. This might have been collectively our best bold statements ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a low bar. Uh, sure. Um, we missed, collectively, as a group, missed one of our items by one yard. Mm-hmm. And one of the and one other item by one turnover. Wow. And I will tell you this, upon further review, goes to a tiebreaker. So I'll leave you guys on the edge of your seats there. Okay. All right. Let me give you a couple of good numbers that I, I would have not thought would have been the case uh, going into the game based on on how this team had done. Going into the game, West Virginia was thir- 50% on third down conversions. They're like 45 of 90 going into the game. Against Texas Tech, they were 4 of 14 on third down. And one of one for two on fourth down. So, good job defense in getting West Virginia off the field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Red Raiders on uh, on Saturday were nine of twenty on third down, and six of seven on fourth down. I think the nine of twenty is pretty impressive on third down. I hate that you had to go to it seven times on fourth down because I, I think that's playing with fire. Um, but I did like um, throughout the game the second effort of the football team. I, I thought the second effort. And there, there was a there was a conversion that um, Baron Morton got because of second effort. Uh, there just seemed to be 
a lot of second effort, even from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, I thought. It just stood out to me a little bit more this week than maybe. And maybe when you're winning big, that helps that. But it just, I don't know if you had it. I don't know if that even popped into your brain at all about what you saw in terms of effort. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a, a time this year. I guess the one time was when in the NC State game where the player thought the player had stepped out of bounds yeah. and, and you didn't tackle him and he scored. Sure. That's the only time I've, and, and even then, that was explainable and understandable, mm-hmm. whatever. I've never questioned the team how hard they played. No, and I and I'm not doing that. It just it just I don't know. It just seemed to the extra seemed to stand out to me a little bit. Okay, um, time of possession. West Virginia had dominated other teams in time of possession. Texas Tech, thirty three minutes and fifty one seconds. West Virginia twenty six oh nine. Of course, that makes sense when you run a hundred and three plays. But you ran a hundred and three plays, and you and you only had. Well, I guess seven minutes is well, almost yeah, almost seven minutes is is pretty substantial in terms of time of possession because West Virginia only ran about you know sixty some odd plays, uh, sixty six uh, total in the game. So I, I thought that was, and then the other thing that stood out to me, Jamie, uh, red zone scoring. The Red Raiders were in the red zone six times and scored touchdowns five times. So good. that that's really really good. I mean, you need to you need obviously more of that. Um, West Virginia only got to the red zone once and failed to score a touchdown. They had to settle for a field goal. So, anyway, just uh, just a couple things that, and then and then the um, points off turnover. You know, usually we talk about points off turnover when it comes to basketball, but in this case, you finally, finally, and they they had talked about this earlier in the week about the disappointing thing this season is that they hadn't been able to get their plus three, and they got it uh, this week. And some, and they had 17 points off turnovers to West Virginia's none. I mean, you you get 17 points off turnovers, you're going to win a lot of football games. Sure. So that was especially uh, if it's two teams that are pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think you would say that right going into the ball game that you felt those teams were two teams were relatively evenly matched. Right. I picked it as a four point game, so yeah, I definitely thought it was. Going to be a lot tighter. All right, here is uh, Coach Joey McGuire talking about uh, Baron Morton, basically his uh, evolution over the past two games between Oklahoma State and then what we saw Saturday against West Virginia. You know, this is going to be uh, kind of crazy, but he threw the ball out. You know, he threw the ball away. I think maybe I know at least twice, but maybe three times. Well, those were three sacks against OSU. You know, I mean, uh, our O line gets beat up sometimes, but I've. You know, I always tell y'all it's kind of the play call and it's the quarterback and it's the receivers. It's everybody when that happens. And, you know, we gave up four sacks, but we really should have only given up one sack against OSU um, because we were trying to make a play that the ball should just, you know, we should throw it away. And um, I thought today that's what he did. You know, he, he didn't get, in the you know, the one sack. I think we gave up one sack and the one we gave up, you know, they went zero, all-out pressure, and we saw it. And, you know, that's me. I should have called a timeout. That's uh, Joey McGuire uh, on uh, Baron Morton. And I, I do think that um, he showed, you know, and one of the things that Coach Kitley had talked about the week before, you know, the, the Monday before this game was that what, as he's in these games, his, uh, his maturity and his in-game thinking and all those kinds of things would skyrocket, you know, and he felt like that, you know, he was, uh, that he's a gunslinger and that, you know, but that once he's got got more reps, that his that it would would sky. We saw some of that from week to week. I mean, the improvement from Oklahoma State to what you saw on Saturday against West Virginia. And you can say I understand that the defense is substantially different, but still, he had to make some decisions in the game that I thought showed big boyish. Yeah, I, I think that you just touched on something there. I mean, West Virginia's defense not nearly as good as Oklahoma State's defense. That that's a big factor. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it practices one thing. I think playing in the games is another, and that's where you can really improve the most from that experience. And I, I feel like he looked a little bit more dispoised and in control mm-hmm. uh, this week. And and so I, I gotta believe that the game against Oklahoma State. The experience that he gained from that has helped him a bunch. It's so funny. Uh, as I was leaving the building uh, Saturday night, I ran into his dad and I said, "Hey, coach!" I said, uh, "Congratulations!" He said, "Thanks." He said, "He's basically complimented his son." And then he said, "Man, how about that defense?" <laughs> it's like it's so Coach Morton is. You know, it's like immediately 
and when I was talking to Garrett Luft about it, who you know knows him from his Monterey days, and and he said uh, he goes, he probably said that in an even keel, right? And I said, oh yeah, very even keel. You know, he's he's just you know just a duck that glides across the top of the water. You know, uh, yeah. just and, and then and it seems like his you know son made up of the same kind of stuff. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. not a surprise. Um, Coach McGuire said he. Uh, he talked to Coach Morton after uh, after the Oklahoma State game, or actually Kenny Perry did, uh, special teams coach and, and running backs coach. And and uh, Kenny Perry asked him about what he thought about the uh, Oklahoma State game. And he said, Coach Morton told him, he goes, well, I thought my son was tougher than that in terms of, you know, getting through the uh, through the ankle and not being able to run through it and run hard. <laughs> so that's it's pretty tough from the old man right there. Well, I thought you were tougher than that. Sure. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, here is Coach McGuire on uh, did he expect the amount of success they had with the ground game because Taj Brooks went for 107, first time that you've had a back go over 100 yards in a game this year. I, I didn't. I thought we could have, you know, kind of the magic mark rushing is 150, um, you know, and, and uh, haven't lost a lot of games. I think we got beat. I mean, I think the last game we rushed for 190 and didn't win the game. But, you know, that was kind of the mark. Um, I think that uh, tempo definitely um, is helping us run the ball. You know, we've rushed the ball the last two games, um, the best we have all year long. And it's we've tempoed more in the last two games than we have all year long. And so I definitely think, you know, that it, it keeps D linemen on the field longer than what they – want to be and so uh i think we're 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 in good shape and I, I think that's you know affecting some of the run game and then you know i think uh we had some clean runs today uh run, run counter it was a big week for that uh we really emphasized that run this week um you know even in our tempo which you don't you don't see a lot of people tempo and running counter it's mostly inside zone or outside zone and uh, we really, you know, worked on that because that's really one of our better runs. And, you know, I, I just – I think Taj and, and uh, Sir Roderick really kind of feed off of each other and both had really good games and, um, you know, kept the chains moving when we needed to also on short yardage. 54 carries we, uh, for all the backs all combined for 239 yards, an average of 4.4 per game. And so, you know, you had 54 rushing attempts, 49 passing attempts in the game. Coach McGuire was asked about Cameron Valdez, uh, why he didn't play. He was available. He didn't play because they went with the hot hands, who were Sir Roderick Thompson and obviously Taj Brooks. And I thought Bryson Donnell looked really good too. Sure, in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not not that that was a time when you would have would have used Valdez, but I just all to say you've got a really solid, you know, group of backs right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and I think to the 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 point there too is not putting him in at that point in time in the game. You know, late. You know, especially coming off an injury, there was no reason to risk that at that point in time with regard to Valdez as well. Uh, Donnell eight carries for forty nine yards. His longest was for thirty eight. He had the longest rush of the day uh, by any of the Tech backs. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.